I was thinking about what to say today. I was planning to talk about something else, but just two days before I, I changed my plan, and I think that was God's uh, hand because he changed my plan, and I understand why he changed it, and I understand why he wants me to change my plan sometimes because I can receive um, some messages from God and he knows better what what messages I have to tell, bring people and tell uh, and uh, I know this is him working and knowing what he what I should do because he knows the combination of different things uh, which are going to work better for some people and uh, much better for other people bank holiday who doesn't know us who's watching us on internet today uh, they probably they don't know what I'm talking about uh, bank holiday is just like a um, opportunity for people to uh, not to work to celebrate and it's like a very nice day for people to have together and plan things in advance it doesn't have to be bank holiday but as a people we have plans we have plans to have holidays do we have anyone in audience who have holidays planned? Yes, it is good to plan. Some people have jobs to do. Maybe some people have plans to have business. Usually during a week, I have a lot of problems and I leave my problems to solve them at the end of the week. But I have a lot of plans. I don't know if this is me, but I think everybody has plans. Sometimes we don't put our plans on the paper, we don't write them down. Some people don't think, don't know what I'm talking about, but we have a beavers in, with us and they, they are more likely to plan things in advance and they are planners. It is very good to have strategies and plans and this is very important step in our lives. We are going to uh, read something in the Bible about um, a person who had plans as well. Luke 12, 16, 21. It was conversation between uh, Jesus and his um, students. A person who was very rich, he had fields and he had a very good harvester. And he had a situation where he didn't know where to put his harvester. He decided to uh, build uh, more uh, facilities for his harvester. And then I'll tell my soul, oh, I have, I have so many facilities and my soul is more richer now. But God said, you are, so, you are not wise enough. You don't know what you are saying. This is really bad because you have to think about your own soul but not think about what you have. You are more rich uh, with me in heaven and less rich uh, in, in the, uh, on earth. Everybody knows this story. It's like a lesson not to, be, uh, not to think only about yourself, but think about other people as well. If you have enough, you should share with other people. I started to raise questions and I started to think about this story more because there is something deeper in this story. First of all, I started to raise questions. What is wrong with this story? What is wrong with this person? He had plans. He wanted to uh, 
to have more facilities. He was um, he had his own business, kind of his own business, his own fields. He had people working for him, and and I can tell he was a wise person, and he had really good harvester. It's not bad to think if we have a plan and our plan is successful. This is not wrong. It, obviously, this is really, really good. For example, if we have our um, worshippers here on a stage, and if they they plan to sing um, songs today and they are successful, they are they feel really good about it because they plan to sing these songs and they they feel really good about it. And the same with this person, you know, in our story, in our Bible, um, he had a very good harvester and he had resources. He didn't need to borrow anything from other people. He had enough. And then he said, now I have everything and now I can rest. I can sit down and rest and live my life. It, this is like a dream for every Lithuanian person. You come to England, I make a lot of money. I go back to Lithuania. Um, I meet someone who I love. This person becomes my life, uh, my wife. Then I can go to Turkey on holiday. I can build a house in Lithuania. This is really good because I am very happy and I have no problems. I have money. But there is there is something else in it. Bible says, okay, everything is okay with what we have. Not saying that money or a job is a wrong thing. Uh, that's what we need. Uh, we need it daily. Christ, even Christ is saying that God knows that we need this. We need such things in life. And there's no division in, in, in there. But what is happening in this story, I just felt that it's about position of the heart. It's not that the person is some kind of cheapskate, but it's uh, the position of the heart. Where do you look? And if they're concentrating on um, gathering riches on earth, it's just gathering riches and thinking that once I achieve something, I will build, build my trust and I'll build my life on this foundation, on the riches. And from that point, all of my life will come from there, from that, from the richest achievements, because people have all kinds of ambitions to travel the world, Caribbean, uh, cars, um, cars kitchen is only as interior detail but they normally you normally eat out every day in restaurants but it's the mindset that all these things are what i needed what i seeked all life and once i have everything my life will be complete and successful um <coughs> Once again, all these things are not bad from themselves, from, but again, some kind of belongings in life, we can also gather the wrong things, um, maybe some kind of, some kind of habits we have. It, it doesn't have to be material things, but maybe some habits, some kind of 
uh, mindset you have and you really value it and you think without it, it's not me, it's not my identity if I change. So it's also things you, you hold on to that you appreciate. And again, in my own life, I had this experience where <clears throat> certain job I had and then when again it, one day it was gone. And I woke up in the morning and I felt like it's empty. What what do I do now? Because something was such a big part in my life. And and if it gets removed from life, you kind of feel a bit confused and lose the direction. So it's what you focus on, what you invest your time, your money in. Just like in the story, the person invested uh, the putting effort and it became um, profitable it brought profit and the second question in all these uh, in all these uh, valuables people can uh, gather and, and, and achieve in life it's family children maybe your business and something you hold on to are these things do they have a pers um do they remain for the lifetime and even beyond lifetime for example the pandemics came and a lot of people they lost jobs uh they have been on furlough so it's really something that can be shaken very quickly it's not really stable again health nowadays people invest they do a lot of courses they follow all kinds of teachings and and uh, ideologies about what you need to do to be healthy so i was traveling myself like hiking my plan was sleeping on the beaches meet new people preach and one week into my hiking trip I started feeling pain in my back and after three days I couldn't even move. I was in bed like almost paralyzed with pain. My body was just not, it was re resisting and resisting to go forward. And mon uh, money is also something questionable. I went to Greece and I had two cards I had two cards and then I it was some kind of confusion I, I forgot one of the pin codes and one of them got blocked I went to one uh, island in Greece I called my dad and said could you please transfer uh, money to some kind of different card so as it was the international payment um I had to wait three days for the money to come. So I knew the money is coming, but I was like basically left with nothing for a few days to walk on the island with no money at all. But I was looking into that island, already planning how I will survive if I don't have any money. So I see grapes growing. I, I plan how I will ask for food from the last <clears throat> last six euros I bought some food and that's all so you have money but 
something gets blocked in the systems and again you're left with with nothing so and how about families i don't my i myself i'm single i don't have family but i have parents brothers sisters um at uh, up until certain points parents they are in charge of children but then again they have to let them go when they grow up and if people for example concentrate on church as a as a building as a certain place again the quarantine the lockdown show that even that can be taken away from you and what's what's going to be then when you can't actually come to a certain place meet your christian fellows fellow brothers and sisters in all these things yes christians usually say we have one thing that can't be taken away from us and it is jesus but it is easier said than actually put into practice into real christian life i know that uh, since early age i have been in in a christian family in church i know all these uh, nice phrases and and uh, teachings and basically could quote the whole bible but when we practice and it's more challenging to put it into practice into real life i i am into trading and uh, buying stocks investing into some company stocks silver gold but that i don't really physically see but i'm sometimes asking myself what is more real for me is it jesus that i cannot see uh, maybe i cannot uh, see at the moment he's just he's i have to put all my faith and belief at the moment we only approach him with belief not by sight or is it these maybe stocks that they're just on paper you cannot really feel touch them but you know you have it so it's like no um you know jesus you know about him but can he become my treasure my my possession my um something i value so knowing jesus knowing him personally is investing into the future when i that something that will help me to go through life to go through stor- storms and challenges when all of the earthly treasures earthly possessions start to fail disappoint you one thing that will help you to go through is that knowing jesus deeply knowing him personally not just simply knowing theory about him not knowing that he simply exists somewhere because and all that requires faith without faith without faith jesus is just remains some kind of historical figure maybe some religious figure but he doesn't really he doesn't participate in your life how what to do with how to make jesus our biggest treasure in life how can he become 
the biggest uh, desire, what we seek, what we desire to, to, um, to have in life. I find myself usually like planning my life, uh, putting everything into boxes for five years, ten years into the future. And I, I say goodbye to God uh, once I leave, walk through the door. I'll, I'll say, see, see you later, God. And then you go and live your life. You have your plans. You have your... Um, yeah, basically, you have a plan for your life. You have some I I visions for how your life should be. But this is something I myself am working on and trying to see how God can be a part. How can he be? How can he be in the center of all the areas of my life? Wherever I go to work or invest, think about finance, family. Um, and then when God is challenging me, for example, when I get profit, I earn money, and then I have to share that money with somebody who is in need. And the earthly thinking is, is logically saying, how can you get more like how can you get more profit if you give away where is that profit where is that uh, possession that you have been working for you have put a lot of hard work and god is saying now you have to share now you have to give away and when people come to church uh, maybe they have a lot of hopes, expect, expectations from God, what they will give, what God will provide for them. Maybe they they seek some kind of healing. Maybe they prayed for a husband or wife, a spouse, and they still don't see that in their lives. And they start to question, is it worth it? to keep going to church, to keep believing in God if I don't see any profit, if I don't get what I want. And a lot of Christians get disappointed and it's not very easy. Yeah, when you don't understand what's going on in your life, when you see storms, when you see storms around, and how to see Christ and how to see Jesus and all of that. You have to keep the faith that no matter what happens at the moment, no matter what's going on around you, you look into the future, you just simply have faith that Jesus is with you in that and he will, he's leading and guiding you somewhere. Think about God, who has created everything in, in life, created the whole universe, He has foreseen you being born. The God who knows the number of your hair, who has planned you, that you will be on this earth. And when Jesus is saying you're more valuable, more precious than the birds or lilies in the field 
that God so cares for. He really cares for animals, for birds, for trees and flowers. So would he not love us even more? Would he not care for us even more? And he really so loved us. He really loves us so much that he wanted to transfer us from that darkness, from that not knowing, not having a direction, a purpose in life, walking in the darkness, transfer us into life through his for giving away, giving his son Jesus for, for us, so that through him we can be transferred into life, into into um, relationship, true relationship with God. And I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to preach prosperity where the message says, come to Jesus and you will have everything, what you want, what you need in life, what you desire. I'm trying to tell, come to Jesus and he will take care of you. He will take care the way he knows is the best for you, what you need. Everything, all our ambitions, desires, dreams come from our heart. So don't we really, don't we want to know God, the one who created us, the one who created our heart, the one who can change our hearts, who can tr transform them, renew them. Maybe he can calm down all these wild ambitions and um, desires, flesh desires that is in us. He can calm that down. He can renew our mindsets and give us a new direction, new perspective in life. And if I know that God, knowing God is my biggest priority, my, my, the, the, the best treasure I can have, I will put my priorities right in life so I can invest my time in knowing God. And it has to reflect on your life, on your daily schedule, how you, um, how you spend your time. If I know that it's the best thing in life, the best thing I can have, the best, then think about how your daily life should look like. And again, um, I'm not trying to, to, to put this impression on you that spending time with God is always, it means that you have to always pray, for example, for two hours or read the Bible for two hours. There's no rule in that. There's no rule in how many hours you have to spend in prayer. I really liked when Neringa last uh, Sunday was sharing that sometimes she just goes for a walk into the park and she likes to calm down and just and calm her mind and listen to what God is telling her. So there's no stereotypes, there's no rules how you should spend time with how you should spend time with God. So it's about waking up 
and asking God, asking Holy Spirit to lead you every day and uh, talk to you and just being sensitive to hearing the voice of God and where He's leading you at that moment. It's just hearing that inner voice, inner encouragement, just closing your eyes um, and seeing God, seeing Jesus just next to you. And what do you want to tell him? What do you want to ask him? You can always ask for his guidance, his help in every day in the smallest decisions you make. I'm not saying that, not promising you that when you come to Jesus, everything will be like solved in a moment. Not uh, <laughs> promising prosperity. Basically, that is fulfilling all your desires on this earth, but I'm promising, I can promise 100% that from your heart will rise true joy, true satisfaction and feeling of purpose in life, that emptiness being filled and calmed down with it is being filled with peace and how does God talk to us um, it's not like he's always talking like loudly or with a noise with a real voice that you hear yesterday I was watching this movie about uh, this these guys during the war that they spent uh, they have been lost in the sea, then captured by uh, Japanese soldiers and put into the camp. I think they, I'm not sure, I think they were American, but do you know this movie? It's where these guys were put into the, into the camp, a work camp, and they have been really tortured there, humiliated, and, and how the, the man was he found the freedom in, in forgiveness. He found that peace and forgiveness. And if you have seen the movie or read the book, uh, the, the Shack, it's again, the person found peace and co uh, comfort when he finally surrendered and let God do his work in, in his heart. When you don't try to really fight the circumstances with all your effort, all your understanding, but you surrender and, and just say, God, what is, maybe you don't understand what, what is happening, but you say, okay, God, you're with me in this and I'm waiting that you will do your work through this. You will do your work in my heart. You will make these changes that is needed. Jesus, I pray that you open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, to see that you're the best investment we can make today in life, that we see that we're never alone, that you are with us in all these daily things. You know our needs, that we need food, we need 
we need money we need money to live on this world but above all these things you are there and only the the buildings you something you build only if you are with us and we build together with you only these things will remain and stand if um the trials storms come only such a house built that is built together with you it will it will stand and stand through the these difficult times built on your foundations i pray that you i pray that you strengthen our faith trust in you that the house we build will will not be shaken and we stand firm on your on no, that knowledge that you are with us that you are with us together through this you're doing something in our lives you're leading us through that i have in my heart this encouragement to say that for certain people that those things that look uh, wrong some things that maybe today look um wrong or maybe you think it's wrong before god maybe you don't understand and are judging certain things uh, that's happening in your or other people's lives but do not be fast and quick to judge and um condemn condemn something but know that god is cherishing the unity over division just ask god to show and reveal and just encourage you to have that patience to wait and see the the outcome without being quick to judge